Grew up in a little house of eight kids. Nobody prepared me for how life is. But I learned a lot of prayers. Dad thought God was all there was. And we knew when we broke his heart, we'd quickly be the wayward members of the bad, bad family. Bad family. Bad family. A podcast about black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hi, fam. Hey, Link. How are you? Pretty good. It's just me so far. Nice. Um, how are you doing? Um. Yeah. Had a good morning so far. Um. Haley cut my hair. Just took a shower and shaved. No, I'm really getting going for the day. Perfect. I didn't know Kaylee could cut hair. Um, she doesn't really know how, but it's quarantine <laughs> and we're sort of going through it. <laughs> it's funny that you just got your hair cut since uh, Dad just got his hair cut, too. Oh, yeah, I saw Clint cut his hair, right? Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Um, Clint is our brother-in-law. So our dad is visiting our sister, Sarah, today. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Lincoln's here, too. We're still waiting for Jamie. Good morning. Good morning. How was your morning? It's been fine. I've slept in a little bit. Um, made some breakfast. Yum. What do you have for breakfast? Oh, an egg sandwich. Yum. 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 <laughs> and some watermelon. Oh, delicious. I have some watermelon in my fridge, but I haven't cut it yet. So it has not yet been eaten. Dang. Yes. Dang. Um, I had a not very breakfasty breakfast <laughs> i ate some what did you i have? had some chips and guacamole left over for breakfast <laughs> whatever they can't tell you what no to i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do i had some cold brew with almond milk and i had some chips and guacamole nice Sounds good to me what did you have link um i had a bowl of cereal and I am drinking coffee right now. Um, that egg sandwich sounded really good. I might go back for a second breakfast later and make one of those. <laughs> yeah. What did you put it on? Just toast? Or did you have like a biscuit or something? No, just toast. Well, yummy. Um, I don't know where Miss Jamie is. So I'm not sure. She's probably held up by one of her five sweet little babies easily easily could be um well maybe let's just get started she'll join when she joins (laughs) all right the first thing i wanted to do is i thought for our tell us apart moment but also just out of um my own interest i thought it would be fun to talk about the uh new tay tay album Okay. <laughs> Lincoln, have you listened at all? Um, I didn't know that there was a new one. Whoa, you are out of the loop. But I, I don't listen to Taylor Swift, so. There was a surprise album drop. I guess like announced Thursday night dropped on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it dropped like midnight on Friday. Damn. Like Thursday to Friday. Oh, wait, Jamie's here. Hey, Jamie. Hello. Hey, Jamie. (laughs) Sorry, I am finally joining in. I couldn't find my phone. (laughs) And then I had to restart it. It was being wonky. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, Since it's your first time on the podcast, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, My name is Jamie. I am the third of eight. I'm the oldest of the six that were growing up home full time. Um, I am uh, 
oh shoot I'm gonna be a real boring guest (laughs) (laughs) that's fine (laughs) I live in California and I have five children and that's my life right now (laughs) that sounds great they are very very cute Uh, We just barely started talking about Taylor Swift's new album, which I wanted to talk about. And Lincoln said he didn't even aware was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I can comment from the outside on this conversation, but I don't have any like insider knowledge. Sure. Well, I listened to it right away on Friday. As soon as I remembered when I woke up, I listened to the album um, while I was doing a little workout. And it was great. I thought it was, you know, just like she said, imaginative and mystical and um, in a very extra moment, I might have said that it was the best thing that happened to me in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Is it good workout music? It's a a short list of things. It's not really workout music. Um, Yeah, it really wasn't, but I don't really work out at a fast pace anyway, so I was meandering (laughs) through a little workout with weights. I was doing arms. We went camping Thursday night, and there's no internet reception, so when we got, we were driving back home Friday and finally got reception, I was on my phone, and I saw that there had been an album dropped, and I said, honey... We went away for one night. <laughs> we missed Taylor Swift's album drop. So, uh, and the world changed. <laughs> um, where We're did you out of the loop? Yeah. yeah, where did you guys go camping? Um, just about an hour, um, east from where we are, like in a more mountainous area. What passes for mountains here um but it was it was fun there was like a little creek for the kids to play in and they had a blast yeah it sounds amazing everybody wants like outdoor time yeah i i don't know how i mean i don't know how you've been doing it in in brooklyn i don't know how much park access you have no, there's a, lot, there's a lot of parks. I feel like maybe in the last month it's been comfortable walking outside with, you know, masks on, but still it's not like you have regular backyard. Right. Well, our backyard is postage stamp, tiny, tiny, but I managed to put a little garden back there, a little tiny garden, and it's been keeping me sane. Yeah, I'm glad about that. I was uh, seeing on Instagram someone posting about their their garden and like their tomatoes, their corn, you know, giving away zucchinis. And it reminded me of how we used to help work in our parents' and grandma's garden. And I always enjoyed yeah. that. That was kind of my hope when I, when I started my little garden because I have, I planted quite a few um yellow squash and zucchini but since i'm still a newbie at this like i have barely gotten anything i've been fighting these like diseases the whole time (laughs) oh you mean plants like plant yeah plant diseases like been killing all my squash before they before they ripen so it's been frustrating (laughs) so it's been um it's been cool to like learn something new but also frustrating in the way that is always frustrating when you try something new and it doesn't come easily (laughs) immediately yeah it'll be really hard i uh i'm laughing remembering that uh, when I was in my early 20s living in Boston, we had these tomato plants out on our fire escape and the leaves like started to turn yellow or like wilt or something. 
Um, and I assumed it was because they were getting too much sun. So I tried to like build this like shade. <laughs> right, right. It's like, to block the sun. Out. But actually, no, like apparently tomatoes are supposed to get a whole heck of a ton of sun. So I just, you know, was wrong. Like, <laughs> it was like very amateur gardener. I don't know, reaction. <laughs> It's been a steep learning curve, but a lot of it is like that troubleshooting, like, like the, my leaves, the leaves of my plant are turning yellow or they're getting brown edges and spots. Am I overwatering? Am I underwatering? Because sometimes those can present the same symptoms or what am I doing wrong? Ah! Yeah, I have no idea. Probably um, overthinking it, just like... I just been I feel more confident has you know four months down the line that I know a little bit more about what I'm doing but also it's a little bit late to correct some of my mistakes <laughs> so I'm just filing all of this knowledge away for the next growing season <laughs> yeah for sure for next year there'll always be a new season well, uh, before we get started, I guess no one else has anything to say about Tay-Tay. Should we just move on? Oh, I did. <laughs> I did listen to it yesterday in preparation for this <laughs> for this conversation. Oh, yeah, so, sure. Speak now. <laughs> well, you guys texted what your favorite songs were. And so I, I listened to the whole album. And I, I think my favorite songs were the one, which is one of yours, Courtney, and exile which Lindsay, you said that was one of yours so yeah that's fine those two and um mad woman i really liked mad woman <laughs> i felt like that encapsulated a lot of my feelings observing the world <laughs> being mad <laughs> just like wanting to breathe fire on everyone and everything <laughs> yeah so like a lot of people i was just gonna well, say I feel I, like a lot of people have been feeling like that i think in 2020 mm -hmm. i was thinking about it though and i probably like i really like the music and i really thought i was really impressed by the poetry of her lyrics in this one um just a lot of lyrics really stuck out to me like wow that's really girl girl can write um but i think if i was just going about my day like cleaning up the kitchen i probably would still put on the lover album yeah this one is not as uh upbeat right yeah it's, but, it's a very quiet though. kind of like a rainy day album Mm -hmm. that's my two cents on t swift i liked it lindsay that's anything you want to say uh yeah i guess we can just safely assume that joe alwyn did not propose to her after lover which you no. know <laughs> i suppose he doesn't value his own life <laughs> i don't get it what do you mean that's her boyfriend <laughs> No, but I mean, what do you mean doesn't value her own life? I mean, didn't you listen to, like, Paper Rings on Lover? And you were like, if he doesn't propose to her immediately. Oh. <laughs> oh. Taking it in his own hands. She's like, I would marry you tomorrow. <laughs> Get down on your knee. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to their relationship. That doesn't... <laughs> I don't have any thoughts about that. I'm <laughs> merely telling a joke, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> There's also been like speculation that he might have been a contributor on the album. I did see that in my Googles, in my Googlings. <laughs> that was interesting. I read that too. Um, also, that's there was speculation about three of the songs being connected, like different perspectives of the same uh, story, which I thought was interesting. But um, I think I'd have to go back and listen to all of them again to 
pick up on that. I thought that was interesting, but I'm not a deep diver. I'm, I am not one of those people who is like searching for information in the music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much. Um, yeah. I just enjoy it. Oh, something fascinating, though. One of my friends shared this chart um, of data where they there's like two charts and one is of swearing in across Taylor's albums and one is of alcohol references across her albums. Um, and it was fascinating. <laughs> um, I guess the the main uh, knowledge you could get from the graphs is that there's a lot more swearing and alcohol references in her most recent albums than in her early albums. So yeah, I bet it shot up because when she first came out, she marketed herself as like a country darling. Well, she was a baby. She was like, like six. Yeah, yeah. It makes. It, I mean, it makes sense to me. She's like an adult now. She's not. <laughs> she's not fifteen. Yeah, I thought so too. I was thinking, like, either she got naughty or she just stopped censoring herself. I think she just realized that the fans have grown up. Uh, with okay, okay. Lincoln, what was that? Are you putting something in a frying pan? <laughs> No, that one wasn't me. Oh, shame on me. Sorry, Lincoln. Who was that? Not I. I'm outside. Oh, I don't know. Was it? I didn't. <laughs> I don't think it was me, but. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> All right. Sorry to interrupt you, Link. What were you saying? Um, I don't remember. I think Jamie was saying something. Um, oh, just that she's an adult now and her fans have grown up with her. And also, I think it makes sense because she is like more in control of her music and her image now. And she doesn't she doesn't have uh, industry people pressuring her to be as squeaky clean as she did when she was making music primarily for other teenagers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll buy it with all of that. I think she probably both has more control, has grown up, and you know knows herself more and what she wants to talk about. Also, oh, I think in a trajectory of a typical American life, you probably drink and swear more at thirty than you did at sixteen. That's <laughs> <laughs> my two cents. Well, anyway, the heart of what I wanted to talk about today is I thought um, it would be interesting to talk about mental health and to talk about um, feelings, like talking about feelings uh, related to mental health or in our own lives or in our own relationships. Um, and the context of this is that I sort of had my own like mental health cracking at work this week. Oh, no. I was... As you guys know, I've just been working like way too much. I think I probably passed burnout a couple of weeks ago and didn't realize and just kept working. Okay. Um, but we were, my office manager for the New York office started having these like small group little meetings where maybe 15 people are on a Zoom call. And so he had one this week and he gave a few announcements and then he said something to the effect of, um, what can we do to help you? Is there anything anyone would like to see more of? And I said, oh, I would really like to see more conversation or more discussion or maybe people speaking on panels about um, their lives in remote work time and how difficult it's been uh, managing that. So if there were like tips or tricks or best practices with managing working a lot more. And I said, I feel like I have been working a lot more and my mental health is, has really gone down. And like, as I was saying that, I almost started crying. <laughs> and then I was like, oh God, <laughs> uh, really? I get, I hadn't even realized this was affecting me so much. Um, but then I must've seemed like a crazy kook because after the meeting, 
um, this very, very nice accountant from the office who I don't know very well sent me this very sweet email that was like, she also had always had a traditionally very stressful role and like the tiny strategies she had implemented over time to make time for herself and to um, connect with people and like go on walks and oh. her own like tiny she you know she did just like 15 minutes of yoga in the morning you know just like things like that and it was just so sweet and thoughtful from someone I don't know um that that did make me cry and then I just felt like I was you know weepy all day after that but for me um I've noticed that I don't check in with myself emotionally I never have <laughs> I just feel like we grew up in a family where um it was and this is not our family's fault it's just how I perceive it is that we grew up in a family that it was like work 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 go 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 and there was not that much reflection on feelings and so I for me I don't realize how I'm feeling always or check in with how I am until I crack mm. um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. I sometimes I'm like I'm fine until somebody looks at me and they're like you're okay and then I'm weeping <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, we lost Lincoln, um, but maybe he'll be back in a minute. <laughs> he really does not want to talk feelings today. <laughs> he was like, she said, <laughs> I'm just going to sneak out. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of. Yeah, I think that was our family culture. It's not that it was like deliberate, don't talk about your feelings. It's just like this, this assumption. And it's kind of an optimism, I think. Like, yeah. just that like everything's fine. Everyone's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, like, and if it, you know, or if you're not totally fine, just, fuck up it'll be okay <laughs> that kind of thing maybe i'm no i agree with that. <laughs> um but also like this oh gosh can you hear my... <laughs> yeah i can hear the piano but i don't mind is that tessa <laughs> like yeah i'm just sitting outside my house maybe i'll come sit inside my van in my garage <laughs> Well, maybe I'm blocked. Well, like there's this pattern too of um, you don't really talk about feelings or maybe I guess this is, I don't know if this is a dad thing or if this is hey, normal. Lincoln. Hey. Lincoln. Like, Sorry, I Lincoln's back. Sorry, One thing. You, Jamie, go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. No, I was just, when you told me what you wanted to talk about, I kept thinking about how, like, it wasn't, like, we didn't talk feelings too much at home, but then if it was, like, fast and testimony meeting <laughs> on Sunday, right. then you could, like, go up and emote in front of the whole ward. <laughs> that, I just was remembering that time that dad got up and like you know the, the story is like infamous in our family lore but he got up and fastened his testimony meeting I guess I don't know if, who listens to this podcast but I'll explain <laughs> is um once a month people can get up at church and um just kind of say what's in their heart about anything really <laughs> And this one Sunday when we were all teenagers and dad got up and talked about how much he loved his daughters and he had just become aware that we were self-conscious about our noses. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wanted to let us know that <laughs> we, <laughs> that how much he loved us and... <laughs> This is so comical to me thinking back on this memory, like that he would do this in public, like in front of the whole congregation 
and yeah. do you remember everyone's head I was like laughing so and pointing like I just wanted to like cover my face but like everybody yeah. every woman was like I'm so sorry every kid yeah. here was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't remember any reaction from like our peers I just remember like being like is happening why i just remember slumping in my seat like no 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 <laughs> i just feel like uh, that public that, i think that kind of, that's like i guess i don't know like sit but that's kind of always how dad has done emotions yeah. is like very internal uh-huh. at home and like doesn't share a lot but then he'll get on Facebook or he'll get up to the pulpit and he'll be like this is everything that I've yeah, been feeling yeah, yeah. or he'll tell it all yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. everything out in this like very elaborate flowery language and you're like where did that come <laughs> I, I definitely think he needed more practice sorry as you can hear that behind me there's like a motorcycle doing loops around the neighborhood <laughs> But I feel like he definitely needed more practice talking to us or talking to us, you know, privately versus always having to share emotions publicly. Do you think it was related to dad's being an entertainer? Do you know what I mean? Like he was a very private person, but as an entertainer, it was more like entertainment father. Yeah. Well, that's because it does kind of seem like he becomes more, maybe he feels more himself when he's performing. Some people, I, I mean, some people are just like that. They, I think that it's no, not in a bad way either. It's just, it interesting. is interesting. Yeah. Because he does, he lights up for an audience, yeah. even if it's like, you know, two missionaries <laughs> coming over for dinner, then he's like really, yeah, on. he's very charming. Performer. Even if like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just a his personality thing or if there's I've wondered if there's like some cultural inf- influence there or generational cuz I I don't know that Samoan culture is the most like emotionally <laughs> uh open. <laughs> I don't know. I only know. It's I only hard. know our family. Like it's hard to extrapolate the whole culture right. from right. our dad. That's that exactly. But we don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I also feel like from mom's side of the family, I don't think they're necessarily good about talking about feelings either. Um, no, I don't I think that. I mean, what I mean, do wonders though? Like. Are there families that are good? This, this seems kind of like a universal. Like, I mean, there have got to be better than. <laughs> there has to be families who are better. I don't know. I was laughing because when I saw Jonette this week, um, and Jonette is one of our cousins, when I saw Jonette this week because she was coming through New York, she was there with Alice, her daughter, and and um, Alice was saying, she was comparing the two sides of her family, like Jonette's family versus oh. uh, Martin's family. Um, and Martin is actually our cousin, so that's our side of the family. And she was like, Mom, your side of the family, I mean, both sides of the family have problems, but she was saying, like, Mom's side of the family, Jonette's side of the family, who we're not related to, she said they're unable to hide their problems. They're just, like, loud and out there. But the, yeah. our side of the family, Martin's side, had tons of problems and, like, nobody talked about it. <laughs> and it was just, yeah. like, always, like, elephant in the room. I feel like, I don't know, on our side of the family or Mom's side, we have these problems and we don't talk about them open. Wait, Lincoln, hold on. You're yeah, you sound really You're talking like you auto tuned your voice. Like family, I just wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) An auto tune. Do I sound like a person? Say something else. A little bit. You want to try logging? 
you <laughs> wait what's the um like an auto-tuned lyric we can make you say really quickly <laughs> i can't think of one say <laughs> i don't know I was gonna say Jason. <laughs> oh yeah, he logged. He logged out. I guess he'll log back in. <laughs> I like that one, Jason Derulo. Uh, I did not know who Jason Derulo was until I saw him on TikTok, and I asked Matt. I was like, "Who is Jason Derulo?" And he was like, "The heck if I know." <laughs> He's just a, you know, he's an artist in all of his songs. He goes, Jason Derulo. <laughs> just in case you're not sure who's singing this song. Reminder. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do that. There's also DJ Khaled who goes, DJ Khaled, we the best music. Another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well announce. Well, I feel bad interrupting Lincoln, but I couldn't understand him. I guess when he logs back in, we'll yeah. see what he was what he was saying. Um, but yes, that's funny that Alice said that. I have felt that way about our family too. Like, there are obviously people have issues with each other, but we don't. We're people don't confront each other <laughs> directly. It's more like they just gossip you know. with other people about it. It's like yeah. I was worried it was going to be awkward because Jonette, um is still, not still, but Jonette is very actively Mormon and I'm not. And I was worried it was going to be uh, awkward. Um, let's mm-hmm. pause one second. Lincoln said I got kicked out. I can't hear anyone and apparently I sound like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, take a, let's take a quick wait. Here, here's Lincoln. Lincoln, say something. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, that's better. Okay. All right, let's keep going. I was going to say let's take a break, but we got you back. So no break needed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with my phone today. It's been a little wonky. Uh, it's 2020. It's just 2020, yeah. man. What were you saying before um, I interrupted you? Oh, I was saying that uh, on our side of the family, uh, so mom's side and um, Martin's side, uh, we definitely have a lot of problems, but I feel like even though we don't talk about them publicly between like the aunts and uncles, definitely I sense there's usually like an undercurrent of gossip that happens on one-to-one phone calls oh big time i remember when uh bridget left the church i remember the aunts were gossiping about her like wearing a tank top on facebook you know and she looked great but it was just like a big deal that she was wearing a tank top And it's like things like that where you just feel very judged, even if no one's judging you. Like, I love Jonette to the moon and back, and I know that she wasn't judging me. But I feel like instead of just being comfortable and natural immediately upon seeing her, I feel like we had to, we were like working to that level of comfort because I think she was unsure (laughs) or you know about my life now and I was worried that you know maybe she didn't approve of my life now and because her teenage daughter was there I didn't want to come off as a bad example do you know what I mean in any way or somehow offend them I don't know there were what why did those barriers have to be there but they existed I feel like there's some wall between Mormons and former Mormons or Mormons and ex-Mormons where it's even though we should be able to relate more clearly there's that unspoken of like you believe something different than I believe and it's there's a lot of feelings I think that it goes both ways though Um, yeah I was gonna say like she may have had some trepidation too like oh is there gonna be I you know is there going to be head I didn't hear what you said. Is it going to be what? Um, like she may have been worried of if there was going to be judgment, like from you about her 
about her staying, you know? I've that I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. No, I'm gonna say the same thing. Like, especially with her being so aware of all the issues that made you leave. <laughs> like she would maybe be more um more sensitive to those issues to yeah. uh, more sensitive to the chance that she might offend or I don't know I feel like my worry with you know or not I don't know worry the the underlying anxiety when you uh meet up with somebody again a relative or somebody who knew us growing up in the church is that they'll be like they'll perceive you as being a totally different person even though i don't feel i don't feel like i'm i'm completely different from who i was when i still went to church but i you know that would that's always my worry is that they're like oh this is a totally different person i don't know them at all and I'm like, no, you do. I'm just, you know. I feel like that sentiment is a big reason why I don't really post on social media much now. I know growing up when I was still living with mom and dad, I wouldn't post very much because I didn't want to say things that would like immediately uh, have someone from the church or like one of our relatives attack me online. Like if, yeah. if, if I posted like an angry Facebook shit or fuck or something uh i didn't want a storm of blinking uh, yeah <laughs> and i didn't want someone to wrap me out to mom and dad so this like idea of there not being a safe space really in real life or online for me to i don't know post my thoughts that shaped a lot of my um online presence habits today uh, that's probably got into journaling you know that's probably why you journaled your first alcoholic beverage too true i mean i more than that i still journal today journaling on the topic of mental health helps me a ton um but yeah i think it's just important to have like dedicated safe spaces where you can get out your feelings and ideas without um worrying about being judged I I think that's true. I think it's really great that you are good about keeping a journal link. Thank you. <laughs> I try I try to do um a little bit of that, although I I don't I don't know that I'm using my journal like to process emotional things quite as much. Like I always I have like a note in my phone where I'll like go and add some stuff at the end of the day but a lot of it is like I also want to remember what happened that day so I'll like just be talking about okay I did this I did that I did this I did that so my journal is probably a little a little boring and then at the end I'll be I'll maybe have some commentary about how i was feeling that day but, <laughs> but by the you, time i run uh, out of steam <laughs> is, do you journal every day what do you write every day no i um i when i start i started this at the beginning of the year and i was really good through january february and then it's kind of petered off a little bit so um, I've been doing like four or five times a month, I guess. So I guess maybe that's once a week ish. That's still really good. I think my journals really lack from inconsistency. My journal entries are like, got married, got divorced, graduated from college, got my master's. It's been good. <laughs> got divorced as a whole. As a, as a <laughs> It, and it always starts with it's been a while and it's like five years later <laughs> I don't write in my journal every day I'll 
typically write in my journal when I feel like I need to, or I'm kind of like you, Courtney, you said you don't do a lot of emotional check-ins and then you sort of realize when you are having a hard time, when you begin to crack, if I get to that point, then I'll know I need to write in my journal. Um, So my journal entries are always like a state of the union of how I'm doing emotionally. And then I'll write about what happened in my day if it's something that affected me. That's good. That's a good habit. I've been, I kind of keep now two sort of separate journals because I bought this like um, like five-year journal where every day you can put in an entry for, for five years so you can look back and see what you wrote, you know, in the previous in the previous years. So I've been doing that and mostly writing down like the day-to-day, just like short things that I did. And then I have a journal that I've actually kept since I was like 12 <laughs> that I'm almost finished writing Oh my in. gosh. Wow. Um, where I will go in and like do big emotional check-ins or like if something big happens, I'll be like, it's actually really funny. It's like Jamie and Josh got married, and then you flip forward like three pages, and you know, <laughs> it's like fifteen years later. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I have this memory from childhood where I ran out of space in a childhood journal, um, and I didn't have another book to write in. So I remember that I was writing my journal on like a series of index cards. <laughs> which did not make it but i would pay big money to see those index cards now (laughs) they're probably somewhere in mom and dad's garage gosh what i like shudder to think what's in mom's garage Uh, i actually think she's done a pretty good job getting it cleaned out you know when she was uh not furloughed but when the dentist office uh shut down during the first few months of covid she did a lot of uh house projects and one was cleaning out the garage that's true i forgot that but also i would i wasn't sure how much progress that she made with that it was a big it's a big garage (laughs) did she make did you see it at all i guess nobody's really been down there except megan megan i saw uh last summer it didn't look too bad i've definitely seen it much more crowded but there there seemed to be some walking space um when i went I think I have some stuff from like middle school and maybe high school that I think is in there that I'd be really curious to see. Uh, I'm sure I, I, for the most part, I don't think I have anything there. I think just over the years, uh, I either got rid of it or took it home with me. I think most of it. I, I have some stuff that I don't, there's like some stuff that I, I know I don't have. So it's got to be at home somewhere. <laughs> and so I'm assuming it's in the garage. Like what? Are you remembering like journals or like papers? Um, like some mixtapes from my, my middle school friends and, um, I had, I saved this like flower press that I made at girls camp and I would kind of like that back. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think you can probably feel confident that it didn't get thrown away. (laughs) Well, that's true. That would be, that would be a shock. I guess, um, I don't know. This is uh, we've kind of gotten off the trap, off the topic of emotions, but maybe not. I was kind of thinking like, this is our emotional culture is just hoard and hoard and hoard until you can't. <laughs> so oh, you finally point. have to deal yeah. with it <laughs> when you're forced to. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Like the st- 
stuff just piles up and you don't well, even notice. A- like, you know how the table is just always like piled and piled and piled and piled with papers until, so, you know, we have to, someone's coming over. So we're going to set the table for dinner. So all of this stuff just gets put on the floor or like in another room or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, with grandma, it took mom and the aunts like months to get rid of all the stuff in her house and particularly the basement where there was just decades worth of stuff yeah. that I yeah, I was there for that. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a big job. Yeah, well, I also feel like um, one thing that's been helpful for me about doing this podcast is I feel like we're starting in whatever small way um, to unpack or to talk about feelings or to have deeper conversations. Because while I love everyone in our family, I feel like when we get together, we don't really talk about anything. You know, it's just like jokes, but I always leave every Christmas or every holiday or every family reunion. And I don't know anyone any better. I don't know what's happening in your lives. I don't know your thoughts and feelings. I barely even have an update. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really don't know any more about you than when (laughs) I got there. But we've had a few jokes and we went to the zoo and we ate some cookies (laughs) and... Love you. See you next year. <laughs> no, I get that. I feel the same way about our visits, but it's kind of, I don't know, maybe we just need to figure out a way to like get to that point of conversation. <laughs> like, how do well, I think the, that's a problem with the way that we interact throughout the year or don't interact as opposed to like, I don't think we need to put that much pressure on Christmas to be like the one time where we all check in and yeah, yeah. We all just need to be better about checking in yeah. regularly, because <laughs> in a way, I don't know. I think this maybe this podcast of like having it be like this formal time where we like check in and um I oh I forget but it kind of reminded me of dad's sacrament yeah performativeness I'm just realizing that too that probably (laughs) unintentionally I'm exactly dad like I couldn't talk to you about feelings except in public on the podium at church we are we we have inherited the legacy (laughs) i don't know what can we do to connect more like out even outside of the podcast do we need to make like a formal time or you know what part about it (laughs) that i've I've mentioned to, to some of my friends is that when something happens and you want to update somebody it can be you know sometimes something will happen and i'll just text one of you (laughs) or one or two of you because Mm -hmm. it feels like you don't want to text the whole group chain because who knows where that could go i i don't know you know it feels more personal to text just one at a time but then there there are eight of us so you're like i send everybody the same text and have you know just be texting about whatever this is all day that's yeah. I mean, I'll be point. The family group chat on mute, and I'll still go through and read them. I just don't want my phone to like beep every time Dad posts something or someone likes someone else's comment. That's what drives me crazy. Is my phone does an alert for me every time somebody likes? I don't have I don't have Apple, so it sends it as a text message notification to me that. So, oh, so and so liked this comment. So and so liked this comment. <laughs> Twenty five texts. I when we got home from when we start, got back to our internet reception, coming home Friday, I had like five thousand texts <laughs> from the family text chain, and half of them were just like, "Oh, like that comment, like that, like that, like that." <laughs> so. 
You could probably Google how to turn off notifications for that thread. I haven't thought about that, Lindsay, though, but I agree. I feel like it's hard to have um, intimate or personal conversation in giant groups. And because our family is a giant group, you know, with eight kids and two parents and spouses and whatnot, it's just too big to feel like you really want to get personal. Um, And then... I don't know. I can relate to not wanting to have <laughs> 10 side conversations to tell the same yeah. story. <laughs> but that's why I think it's been helpful to do these little <laughs> like breakout groups and breakout <laughs> texts. Even if, you know, I feel like when you tell mom or someone that there's like a group chat of just the siblings or just the sisters. She's like, well, what about your mama? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. Yeah, I think everybody likes to be involved. I feel that pressure, like, not just in our family, but, like, if I'm doing anything, like, I really want to be inclusive. Like, if I'm planning... I don't know, something to go somewhere with a friend. I am always like, it's like this whole ordeal in my mind. Well, like, should I invite more people? Like, or, cause I want to be inclusive and um, I'd really like to connect with this person and that person, but I don't really want to make it a thing if these other people are not going yeah. <laughs> to click or so I don't know. I don't feel like it's just our family. The no, no. <laughs> it's not even that. I feel like whenever people ask me about having a big family and whether we're all close, I'll be like, yeah, sort of. You know, like I think it's rare that there would be so many siblings and there would be so, you know, relatively little like friction between us I think we all do get along really well but are we close in the sense that we're like all talking all the time every day and know what's going on in in each of our lives the way maybe like people with just one or two siblings do no because some you know for some reason that feels untenable (laughs) well also if you called every single other one of your siblings every week that's seven phone calls not to mention having to talk to mom and dad that's like if you want to spend every single night just talking to trading to want that's a huge huge expenditure of time yeah that's a lot yeah this is all this is all true um so i don't know i think that maybe I really agree with it not being a once a year thing, but uh, it's got to be a. Um, it should never be, yeah, a more often thing. <laughs> a more often thing, but I may, I think maybe it starts with asking the right questions, like just asking thoughtful questions. Um, oh, this is a good point because, it. like, um, I think part of the maybe the obstacle is like. When we see each other, like if I see you or I talk to you and it's been a long time and I want to, I would like the update. I would like the deep conversation, but I don't want to be like, uh, so how's the, how's your divorce? Like, you know, like right out the gate. (laughs) Or what are some good questions to cut through the small talk to you? I mean, obviously, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't just feel this way about like our family. I like. Um, I feel like I don't easily connect on a deep level with, um, with like friends either. And I know you guys all have like deep deeper friendships but since I got married so young um 
it's I I have like a few friends that like if I see them then we'll we'll talk on a deep level but especially here just like with people that I see around I don't really have like deep connecting friendships like it's all just kind of relatively surface level (laughs) so I don't know do you guys have friends like how do you do it with your friends do you maintaining adult friendships is really hard um I think in California I maybe don't have friends on as deep a level as I did when I lived in Virginia um but I don't know bringing about those conversations is difficult for me when I lived in Virginia uh it was sort of easier to have a dedicated space with me and a couple of friends but that was because we all smoked so we could just um... <laughs> no. No, I'm being, I'm right, being right, 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 no. if like, if you have this activity, like smoking, um, and you all know you're going to go out and do that, like, kind of late at night, then you just sit on the porch, you catch up, you have, like, I don't know, a dedicated time where you're talking. But now that I don't smoke anymore, um, I don't really have those private conversations with just small clusters of friends really so i think setting aside a space where you can talk about real things is really important but it's hard to do it naturally right that's a really interesting point like, yeah. you don't want to have a you don't want to schedule a meeting to talk about feelings <laughs> yeah but smoking <laughs> well i mean this this podcast episode is sort of where i scheduled a meeting to talk about feelings <laughs> <laughs> that's different though you know that's we have the uh what's the word i'm gonna say the word gimmick but that's not exactly what i mean but you know the like conceit of a podcast where if you're just hanging out you don't want to be like and here's our timetable and now you will tell us your yeah i think you're right sometimes structure though i do think helps oh i think it's really useful Carol Ann, my former roommate, always does this thing with her friends where it's like good. I I don't remember if she they use weird, but it's something like good, bad, weird. There's like a third category where everyone goes around and since they've last seen each other, they'll they'll tell something good that's happened, something bad that's happened, and maybe something weird. But the third category might have been different. And I always felt that was very like that was incredibly structured, possibly coming like out that. of Carol Ann being mormon or a teacher at that time uh but honestly it was a good quick way to catch up with people i like that a lot let's implement that good bad weird (laughs) um maybe we could do that like within our family and like our family text chain like once every so often like somebody could kickstart okay time for good bad weird (laughs) yeah lauren would know what it actually is but i don't remember but i mean that was another thing i was thinking about feelings because i know lauren also doesn't check in with herself because she said like one time when she was doing this on a girl's trip with carolyn and their girlfriends they were doing that and she started telling hers and she just started sobbing (laughs) she was like I didn't check in with myself and suddenly people were asking me to check in with myself we'll um do similar at work for some meetings called rose thorn bud where you talk about like something that's been going well something going well something you're hopeful about that's good yeah, I think those are useful. Sometimes it just feels like a camp activity to me, though. You know, yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I think those things have some merit. No, they do mm-hmm. have merit. 
there's something uh, maybe that's a me thing <laughs> where I'm like I just chafe at the uh, yeah the girls camp nature of it <laughs> yeah I'm um, fine with it and until we have to do a human pyramid <laughs> then I'm out <laughs> you know uh so yeah but i think it's helpful to keep keep talking about this um jamie i wanted to say i feel sad that you don't feel like you have more deep and complex friendships i'm not sure how i got so lucky that i do but i just have happened to have girlfriends um from different parts of my life who i've stayed really close with and like even though i know You've no, it's always been like that for you. That, um, and I don't know, something there's something just I guess special about your personality that you just make friends super easily, and and like you seem to like stay connected with them too. I don't know. Uh, definitely, it, it, part of it is taking time. Part of it is like we stay close by having like a chat, girls chat, but also like we have like a regular girls trip. And it also really has to do with seeing each other through very difficult and vulnerable things in each other's lives. Like having, seeing each other through divorces and through parents dying and through preemie babies and through like hardship. I think like going through and like leaving the church and like going through or like having your spouse leave the church and having, seeing each other through intense emotional things, I feel like really solidifies people together, you know, in a way like they are like additional siblings to me, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah no I love that you have such good friendships I think I I've been like confession time I've always been a little jealous <laughs> <laughs> you have to have you seem to have such good good friendships and uh and and I love that you guys take girls trips I think we should do a sister trip at some point. Not you. (laughs) Sibling. (laughs) He's a sister. Sister. (laughs) And then our mom will be like, what about your mama? (laughs) Oh no, this is back to the same issue. (laughs) Inclusion, exclusion. Ah! Uh, And this this is, you know, you can do a sister trip, and I'll. Um, no, I would love you to come on our sister trip, Lincoln. Our yeah, me too. I think it'd be way fun. Yeah. I think so too. Well, I love you guys. Anyone have anything else they want to say about feelings or mental health or family dynamics? Um, Just that. Uh, you can text me anytime <laughs> and I'm not joking I what I try to do is just text everybody like or you know if I feel like we haven't checked in a, in a while I'll try and send like a meme <laughs> I think you would find funny and vice versa y'all can text me anytime about anything about your you can text me all your uh Smoked up, choked up. <laughs> I send you um, weekly. It's coked up. Uh, <laughs> um, but on my closer note, I want to plug two things. Journaling is a super useful tool. And then two, if you can afford it, therapy is super, super useful. Have you all been to therapy? No. Um, I'm going to therapy currently. Good for you. Um, I have not, but I I would like to do it this year just because I think everyone should do it, and I have never done it. 
Oh, it's very helpful. I need to get going again. I've been going once a week since like March. That's awesome. Do you do just like a Zoom session? Um, we started in person, but now we do weekly, uh, like one hour Zooms. Yeah, that's that incredibly useful. Yeah, um, I don't know that I have anything else. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, but it's been a good. It's been a good convo. Um, and I feel uh, motivated to check in more often with myself and with the rest of you. So if you get a text from me that cuts through <laughs> the just <laughs> like <laughs> tell me oh, I, just, <laughs> I think I'm just gonna start texting people tell me about your feelings period <laughs> <laughs> all right love you guys love you, guys. Love you too talk soon bye bye, bye. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.